Yes, yes. And you mentioned shortly um, gum health. How can uh, a good sleep or sleeping in general um, affect um, a person's gum? Uh, can you explain this a bit more? Yeah, look, the mouth, the environment of the mouth is in a, is a, a balanced um, oral biome yeah. that is, is changeable with the pH or the, uh, whether your saliva is in, a, is in plentiful amount or if it's in an alkaline environment. Um, we would take the saliva pH when we first see you and ideally 6.8 to 7. 7 is a neutral pH. That's the ideal resting pH for a saliva. If somebody has an acidic system or they're chronically ill or their diet doesn't suit them and they're not aware of it, then often that can be six, which is 10 times more acidic, or it could be five, which is 100 times more acidic. So straight away, the environment in the mouth is a breeding ground for the, the wrong bacteria. And those wrong bacteria are often the anaerobic bacteria, which then creates the tissues around the teeth to start breaking down, start being inflamed in like an autoimmune reaction to uh, first of all inflammation. And then you start getting the tissues breaking down, the bone around the teeth breaking down and infections developing around the teeth. So periodontal disease is a progression from just bleeding gums, gingivitis. Um, because the environment is, is encouraged to be in the wrong state. And mouth breathing plays a, a huge part during the night, obviously, where everything dries out. So if you're waking up with a stale breath in your mouth, um, with, with bad breath, uh, then it's often because you've been mouth breathing. And or if during the day, you, you people have said, good friends have said that, you know, you have bad breath, but you're not aware of it. It's often because you're mouth breathing and there is an underlying gum issue that is uh, then your, your, the odor of that bacteria is, is releasing and you're breathing them out. So again, they're the signs that we can help with uh, by focusing. If we just focus on treating gum disease just by cleaning your teeth and showing you how to clean your teeth and don't look at the other factors, supporting your system with nutrition, improving your breathing at night, trying to lean towards as much nasal breathing um, and just supporting your structure, then you're, you're going to get a more improved longevity of your teeth because uh, periodontal disease has been uh, suggested that once you have periodontal disease, you just have it and you just keep having it. Uh, and we're trying to slow that process down, if not get it under control completely. Mm. Well, I, I have to say, in the in the past years, I learned so much uh, from from your teachings. And what fascinates me the most is that everything around the teeth, um, around the mouth, are very early signs of of future symptoms of future disease. That's really fascinating. That simply looking at your mouse can show you clearly where you are in, with your health. And for example, bad breath, this is one symptom. Everybody can uh, basically identify this and, and realize yeah. there's something wrong on, on a bigger scale. Yeah, and again, sometimes that bad breath is coming from the digestive system. But again, 
to have that connection. There's something going on. There's something stressing the mouth and the gut to communicate too much. Yeah. Uh, and again, sleep quality is a big factor in that um, uh, because the more people have a reflux or something like that, then again, you're, you're looking at saliva of pH of three in your mouth, which is 10,000 times more acidic than it should be in the nighttime. So bacteria is going to thrive. Your enamel, or the outer shell of your teeth is going to be under assault. And if you're a grinder as well, and you're then the combination of the grinding and the acid, your teeth are literally going to disappear or crack. And that's often if you've got big fillings, the outside teeth just crack away and then leads to pain, discomfort and needing something further. Um, so if, if those teeth are just repaired and nothing's done about the cause, then it's only going to be the next tooth that's going to break and the next one because it's just a, it's a ricochet effect. Yes. Well, what do you, would you say to people who, who can't uh, fall asleep? who are staying awake until midnight or even later? Well, look, uh, again, when we talk about the nervous system and the sleep quality is really trying to calm state before you go. So you want to eliminate the stimulants at night. Obviously, most people don't have caffeine afternoon or after uh, lunchtime. Uh, but avoiding caffeine, avoiding uh, the EMFs around you as well, because that will just stimulate your system. So avoiding screens, um, blue blocking, blue blocker glasses and things like this. Just stop all of those external stimulants from stimulating you, uh, which isn't really dentistry. But if you want to get down to that deeper sleep, doing some nasal breathing exercises um, before you go to bed can often help. Um, just inhaling through your nose for four seconds, holding it for four seconds, exhaling for four seconds, holding it for four seconds, inhaling for four seconds. If you can do that five or six times, that will just stimulate your calming system that you should find you should start feeling sleepy or fall asleep. And you can increase that from four seconds to five seconds to six seconds and see how far you can actually stretch it the better you are at that, the quicker you can actually get your system to be calm and go to sleep. So again, that's talking about breathing in relation to prevention of dental health issues. So the, the two again are very much related. Um, yeah. Uh, you're treating, of course, you're treating also children. Um, what suggestions do you have for parents who find that their children, their kids have a noisy sleep, what would you recommend them? I, I would say don't ignore it. Simple, uh, it's not funny. Um, if, if, if your child is arching their neck when they're asleep and uh, they, they're in these strange positions, their body is adapting to actually survive um, and you can't ignore it. It's not, it's not amusing. If they like, if they, if they, have developed a habit of lying on their tummy. It's often because they can't, um, they can't breathe when they're on the back properly. So it's not always the case, but certainly the more, the younger you are for breathing through their nose um, and calmly sleeping without any noise and without any disturbance, the better. Um, and the influence of, again, diet, 
uh, the what's going on in the mouth, for example, tongue tying. Uh, when you're born, the midwife would check to see if there's a tongue tie. Uh, that's something that's becoming more and more uh, an important factor because if you have a tongue tie, your tongue cannot push up against the roof of your mouth as functionally as it needs to. So breastfeeding and things like that are often a challenge. But if nothing's done, then that child will not be able to push their tongue up into the roof of their mouth. So their upper jaw becomes very narrow. And then that leads to other dental problems through, uh, through life uh, and leads to crowding, need for orthodontics, need for extraction orthodontics, which um, ideally, hopefully that's something that is not recommended anymore because we want to try and encourage the whole of your upper jaw to develop properly so that there's enough room for the teeth so that you can breathe through your nose. There's no resistance. There's, there's no obstruction in the back of your nose because your upper jaw has developed properly. Uh, so these are all things that if you see your child with dark circles under their eyes and they've got their mouth open quite a lot, especially during the sleep, then it's something that um, that factor alone, I would suggest to, uh, to see somebody about it, to get, get, your, get everything assessed so that we can see, is there any obstructions going on? Are the tonsils and adenoids inflamed? Uh, and if they are, then there can be sometimes a, a, a dietary aspect. Eliminating dairy would be one of the things that we often recommend just to try and calm the system down from a reaction. But if there's any, your tonsils and adenoids are reacting for some reason, but then they're creating a problem with breathing. So, um, so I would say, I mean, getting any, any dentist or th oral health therapist to look and assess your child's airways their, as well as their teeth often will reduce the risk of tooth decay because if your child is mouth breathing all night, then there's more risk of getting tooth decay. Mm -hmm. And then obviously losing teeth, having discomfort and infections and pain, which we want to try and avoid. What role plays uh, teeth grinding? Uh, I think this is also something um that many many children have and and sometimes even very noisy so yeah uh, how dangerous is that or what can you do with with this in this situation well i think if if your child is grinding their teeth so hard that you can hear it um they're not breathing through their mouth so they've got to be breathing through their nose yeah. but if they have an obstruction their body is under an immense stress uh, so seeing an ear nose and throat specialist probably would be one of the first things that I would or go to a dentist or a, a doctor and, and get a referral to an ear, nose and throat to make sure that, that um, there's no physical obstruction, uh, which then leads to the body going into a massive stress, which then creates the grinding and trying to, trying to open the airway by moving your jaw and getting things going because the, it's, it, everything's under stress. And that's, those children are often the bedwetters as well because their system, they, they don't wake themselves up. Their body just goes into stress. Their urinary system just uh, turns on instead of turning off. So it all comes back to that, getting to that deep level of healing sleep that we all need in the night, which uh, the young children, if they're not getting it, then they wake up and they're tired and often 
um, having to push themselves to actually keep going, so they're a bit hyperactive. Yeah, yeah. In which cases are you recommending most guards? Uh, look, I, I generally, there's, there's a system called myofunctional dentistry, which we, we tend to refer to that, those myofunctional dentists who look at having certain mouth guards that one, eliminate nose, uh, mouth breathing, and yeah. two, allow them the, the muscle strength of the, the cheeks and the tongue to be used to actually allow the jaw to develop properly. And, and nasal breathing training as well is sort of all connected with that. So it's a whole system that tries to optimize the nasal breathing, optimize the jaw function and the jaw development. Uh, with adults, our, our main concern is, is reducing their, um, trying to reduce their mouth breathing. Um, so uh, sometimes a simple guard that just opens the back of their bite, just like the finger, but puts less stress on the front teeth will de-stress the joints here, will take the stress away from here, allow you to breathe through your nose better, whether optimally or not, it relies on an ear, nose and throat person to a specialist to actually make sure that there's no obstruction. Um, so something simple like that would be our first port of call, really, uh, which patients often get a benefit from. And then they realize, okay, well, maybe there's something more long-term that they can do with building up their teeth so that they don't have to wear a guard at night. Um, the harder splint guards are, are more for uh, people who are getting a lot of joint and head and neck pain um, and they find benefit from wearing simple little guards that hold their jaw into a nice comfortable position. If they can hold that position, then we can duplicate that position and have a, a specific splint which is a hard polycarbonate material that fits in between your teeth that holds your jaw in that position um, as a long-term solution. Well, um, for years and years, hopefully. Mm -hmm. The soft guards tend to, you know, within 18 months, they tend to need replacing. Mm -hmm. Wow, very interesting. So, you know, in, in, in a normal view, people go to a dentist when they have pain or when, when the tooth is breaking or they want to improve their aesthetics. But now we opened um, literally a whole wormhole of different symptoms. They should also see you as a specialist. So what I like is that you are obviously analyzing the situation and referring people to specialists. So you're not, you're not trying to resolve everything because you know they are sometimes very complex cases. And I really like that you are considering to collaborate with other specialists and, and to work as a, as, a, as a team. This is very beneficial for, for a patient. So that's very, very good, yeah. Yeah, look, I think uh, we just can't do it all. It's just, uh, you know, we can see signs and we can, we can help in certain ways that then indicate, okay, this, we're in the right direction. And now let's look at uh, the, the bigger picture of, uh, you, know, you know, do you need to see a naturopath for nutritional guidance? Uh, is, are you clenching your teeth because there's a hormone issue and, and a naturopath or an integrated uh, practitioner would be able to assess that? That's not really my job. My job is the focus on, uh, on the dental aspect. 
but the dental oral systemic health link is something that we uh, we focus on really so that the understanding of it is one thing but we can't do everything mm -hmm. yes wow very interesting David do you have any other comments or su suggestions ah uh, look um, I think sleep when you look at sleep people just assume that they can get by and and it's often especially females you know they us men we have hormones that just stay pretty stable they slowly decrease but with women in their life cycle their hormones are going all crazy they're all, all different cycles all different stresses with multifactorial having kids you know having just they're much more under stress and if their body they push and push and push and their adrenals are working more the time which then just stresses their whole system which then they're the people who often come to me and they're just exhausted and if we can just do something simple and put something in their mouth that will improve their sleep quality that in itself has a massive effect on their ability to detox their ability to rest and calm and their ability to then uh, not be anxious in the dental chair i mean that's another thing the people who are um find it hard to breathe through the nose, they're often the very anxious patients at the dentist because as soon as you lie back with your mouth open, you can't breathe and your nervous system just goes uh, and you go into a panic mode, which then the slightest stimulation, it just gets magnified. So again, if we can improve that nasal breathing during the night, during the day and go through those, make that appreciation that nasal breathing is so important when you're in the dental chair as well, you can get control of things. You can, you can calm and we're able to do other aspects and, you know, other dentistry. So I think that's really, um, the sleeping and the nasal breathing, although you would think aren't connected with how we achieve things. It doesn't matter what supplements you're taking. If you're not getting to the deep sleep, then, you're not going to get the optimal benefit. Uh, if you're going through a detox program, then unless you've got a lot of other products like saunas and things to detox, but your sleep is such a, is, is a vital part of, uh, of the ability to get optimally healthy, especially in this environment we're living in where there's stresses that seem to be magnifying. Absolutely. It's all about life quality and, um, yeah. and seeing the signs as early as possible. And again, uh, it's fascinating how how we're Moses literally talking to us on a daily basis, and we are not used to read the, the signs. And then your explanations yeah. open a whole new world for people. I don't want. I don't. Yeah, actually, we can use the word self-diagnosing. Um, um, we can do that in a certain way, simply by looking at us in the mirror or, or, or how we feel what the energy levels are doing and so on. Yeah, and then maybe doing some nasal breathing exercises and seeing how it improves things. Um, and that's where, you know, the lights, I mean, there's two different, the, the Buteco breathing is, is something that is a good way of introducing you to the importance of nasal breathing for whole body health. And then there's Wim Hof breathing which uh, is a, goes to a different level with different types of breathing, which are almost opposite to each other, but same 
controlling your nervous system by using your breathing. Um, mm. And where, do, where does dentistry fit in? Well, we fit in by basically being able to achieve a lot of those things mm. uh, with, with us being able to help. And then you're less likely to have broken teeth, less likely to have acidic wear, less likely to grind your front teeth down, which then need veneers, or, uh, or if you're having veneers or some cosmetic work, uh, we're more sure that you're not that dentistry and you're not going to be very happy when things crack because the sleep issue hasn't been addressed. So um, less likely to have a root canal treatment with a, a tooth cracking, um, a whole combination of reduction of risk. But if those things are there, then there's often a sleep issue that's part of the issue of what's causing the problem. And we take that into account as well. So that if we're taking that tooth out and say replacing it with a zirconia ceramic implant, then we need to make sure that that's not under the same stress that the tooth is under because your teeth are the strongest thing you can have. And if you've smashed them, then it's highly likely you're going to smash every other bit of dentistry that we try and do as well. So we've got to look at the causes and try and help reduce that stress. Great. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, great information. So I think we're coming to an end. David, I think you are really a, you're a truly holistic dentist with a holistic approach uh, that's, I would say, quite unique. And, and uh, you know, every patient can be really happy having you as, uh, as, a, as a physician to, to, to support them in their health journey. It's really great, yeah. Well, look, when, when I talk to most of my patients and explain from, air, from the airway issue they have to how their jaw developed to how they're in this stress position because their jaw hasn't developed because of the sleep issues that have gone on through their life, everyone says, well, that makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. So then we can start moving to try and help and, and alleviate some of the things, some of the things we can't. You know, we can't turn back time, but we can appreciate what's going on and then improve things for the future. Great. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. And then okay. next time again for next interview. I look forward to it. Yeah, thank you.